Business Women Rock, Episode 26. Ladies, it's time to rock. Welcome to the Business Women Rock Podcast, where we get down and dirty with the world's most incredible business women. Inspire your journey by listening to theirs. And now, here's your host, Katie Kremitzos. What is up, ladies? I'm so happy that you're here today. Welcome to the Business Women Rock podcast. Today is Business Women Wednesday. And today we are highlighting Melanie Gulliver. She's the director of the Cleaver Kitchen Limited, which is a company that's set up to educate people about the nutritional benefits of eating superfoods and really how to incorporate them into your daily recipes. She's also one of the founders and directors of a company called Speak Up and Lead, which provides innovative communication courses for high-level executives and entrepreneurs. Melanie, the entire Business Women Rock community salutes you. Keep up the great work, and thank you so much for being a part of this family. If you want to learn a little bit more about Melanie and all the great things that she's doing and how to find out how you can be highlighted on Business Women Wednesday, go to bizwomenrock.com. And now let's get rolling with the show. My guest today is Jenny Larson. Jenny is a seven-figure blogger who is known throughout the blogging community. She has brought over 100 million visitors to her blogs during her tenure as a blogger. She is absolutely brilliant when it comes to blogging. She gets internet. She is one of those internet entrepreneurs who just gets what's going on in that space. Now, I had the pleasure of meeting Jenny last year on our Tampa Marketers Cruise. As a matter of fact, listening to Jenny's story during the workshops on the cruise was one of the biggest catalysts for me actually launching Business Women Rock podcast. So I absolutely adore her. We became fast friends. She is incredibly warm and soulful and has such a great philosophy on business, on the internet, and I'm so excited to share that with you today. So we absolutely are going to be talking about blogging and what it takes to be a successful blogger, but on a bigger scale, Jenny really taps into what kind of philosophy and attitude it really takes to be able to have such a successful business, to be able to truly bring in the kind of revenues, to be able to truly have the impact that you really want to have. So I highly recommend, no matter where you are, if you are drinking a glass of wine, if you're going on a run if you're driving in your car, if you're listening to this on your computer while you're working, please turn up that volume. I guarantee you're going to be so inspired after this story, just like I was the very first time that I heard Jenny, and it will absolutely inspire you just to think big. So turn up that volume. The interview starts now. Jenny, thank you so much for being on the show today, girl. Oh, my pleasure. I'm actually really honored. Well, I really am so, so thrilled to be able to bring your story to the Business Women Rock community because you and I had the opportunity to meet last year on our Tampa Marketers Cruise that leaves here out of Tampa Bay. And we got to spend four days with each other. I got to hear your story. And you are a hugely successful blogger. And so one of the things that we're really going to get down and dirty with today is how you've done that, some of your processes that you've done that, what you've seen in the in the blogging space and your expertise on that. But 
you know, what really touched me, and actually, I want to make sure everyone knows this, you know, one of the biggest fires that really got me going to why I even started this podcast is because of Jenny. And your story really, really just blew my mind. And it really made me see how I was thinking so small and how I could think so much bigger and on such a bigger global level, um, both in business and more importantly, in impact. And so you are one of the reasons that I'm here today. So I wanted to bring you on to share your story with everyone who's listening and give you a chance to really, you know, share with everyone what's going on in the blogging space. So thank you for being here. And before we can really understand your expertise as a blogger, I really would love to know a little bit about, you know, what was happening before you started your blog? What did your life look like? Um, well, I had started out working in uh, in New York and New Jersey in the corporate world, and I had just finished school um, at Rutgers, and, and I thought that I was going to go through the whole corporate ladder thing where I was going to climb that corporate ladder and really get all those promotions. And, you know, unfortunately, that meant working 80 hours a week and having bosses that you weren't particularly fond of and working in a cubicle and getting up at just ridiculous hours to be at the office early and leaving late. And it was just really miserable, to be honest. So by the time, you know, I, I reached this point where I was like, wow, this isn't really what I want. Uh, I had already gone through quite a bit of misery. <laughs> just like this just isn't what I want. It's not the life that I want. So um, I had moved to Mexico, given everything I owned away. And, um, I started taking on some freelance jobs in Puerto Vallarta, and one day I, I realized that I was doing the same exact thing. I was coming home from a particular client, and I ended up having this just amazing moment. And uh, I, I'll get to that in a moment, but I just – everything that led up to it was so important. Um, every single challenge that I hit, every single obstacle that I was I was going up against, everything just kind of – built me up to this moment that just shifted everything so it was it was all miserable stuff and very challenging stuff but it was great it was absolutely essential to my success today so you were leaving from your job your good paying job your home everyone you knew how hard was that for you to make that decision to then move to mexico where you knew no one and didn't really have anything waiting there for you how hard was that decision and what made you really make that decision you know, I, I think about that now, and I think at the time it felt easy, but there were also moments of, what am I doing? <laughs> Most people don't just, you know, move out of the out of uh, the United States and move to Mexico and just decide to give everything that they own away. And there were definitely moments where I wasn't sure if I was doing this right, but it was so easy because I had so much, oh, wow, just so much fueling me for something better, something different that I just listened to that and I just followed that. So that part made it really simple. You just felt like I was on the right path. You know what I mean? So you were down in Mexico, you were taking these contracting jobs, kind of living that same record all over again in Mexico. So what happened in this moment that was so life-changing for you? Well, I was coming home from a particular client who was extremely difficult and uh, I was putting it lightly. <laughs> And she had just kind of had a little explosion herself. She was just, uh, had lost her temper to some clients in front of me. And as I was leaving, I just thought, wow, this is really, you know, kind of reminiscent of what I was doing back in the States, kind of very similar to the bosses that I had back there. And I realized, this is crazy. I'm, I'm doing the same thing I was doing back there. It's just in a different location. I'm still working on somebody else's hours. I'm still working for somebody else. I'm still 
you know, not making the money that I want. I'm, I'm not doing this. And I went on this rant in my head. And uh, <laughs> it's funny because I, I was walking down this, this famous street in Puerto Vallarta called Olas Altas Street. And it's this beautiful street. It's an old town. And the entire street is paved with cobblestones. And I stopped before I even got to the other side of the street, before I even got to the curb on these cobblestones and I remember looking down and seeing my feet on these cobblestones. I mean, I can picture it today just like it was happening right at this moment. I'm looking down at these cobblestones and I'm going, oh my God, I'm thinking about all these things I don't want. I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't want to work for somebody else. I don't want to have to chase down my paycheck every week. I don't want to have to work on somebody else's schedule. I don't want to have to actually work when there's days that I don't want to work. I don't want, you know, I just went on this rant about all these things that I didn't want. And then when I was done, and I'm still standing here on these cobblestones, still hadn't crossed the street, still standing in the street. And I just realized, okay, this is great. I mean, it's so it's so funny to me now because I'm thinking all these negative things, all these things that I don't want. And all of a sudden I just went, this is great. This is fantastic. It was such a relief. All of a sudden I was like, oh, now I know what I don't want. What do I want? And that was the question. That was the most powerful, most... Well, it was. It was the most empowering moment of my entire life because all of a sudden I started asking myself that question. What do I want? And I stood there in the street for another hour, still standing there looking at those cobblestones, and I went off on my in my head about all the things that I wanted in my life. And in that moment, I designed my life. I designed the life I've had for the last five years since I did that. And I just thought, wow, I want to be able to make endless amounts of money. I want to be able to help people. I want to be able to travel the world. I want to be able to sleep till noon if I want to. I want to be able to uh, buy my parents a house if I want to. Um, I, you know, I want to be able to not work if I don't want to and work when I do. And I want to be able to, on my own schedule. I want to never, ever, ever have to work for somebody else again. That was a big one for me. <laughs> I wanted that freedom and that independence. And when I was done, after that good hour standing in the street, when I was done, I finally finished crossing the street and walked to the curb. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to promise myself right now, right here, that I will never, ever again take on any opportunity that makes me sacrifice these things that I've just said that I want. And I made that promise to myself, and I even promised that no matter what, even if somebody offered me a million dollars, I would not go back on those promises to myself, on those things that I wanted. It's a whole new level of standards for me, a whole new level of values. And when I was done, I went back to my apartment and I thought, all right, what can I do that will fit all of these things that I want now? And I thought, you know what? Doing something on the internet would let me do that. Would that, you know, and I literally went down the line of questions or the things that I wanted again. And so would it do this? Would it fit this? Would it allow me to do this? Would it, went through everything. And I thought, yeah, 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 all of that. Being on the internet would allow me to have that life that I want. And I thought, all right, I'm going to look online to see what I can find. What are, what are people, what are other people doing that are allowing them to make money online, that are allowing them to have this lifestyle that I want? And I came across a few people um, that were making a little bit of money. And, you know, back then, blogging was pretty primitive. There was, you know, WordPress was out, but it was so primitive that you couldn't really use it. It wasn't very stable at the time. 
it was brand new. So I, I came across a few people that were using that, but they, you know, there was still a lot of instability there and came across some other people who were using other things. And I kind of just pieced a few things together and everything just kind of took off from there. But it was basically just asking those questions and getting started that really put me on that path to where I am today. So you made this huge decision and you started taking action towards, you know, actually doing that and fulfilling those things. Probably one of the things that I would think is sort of untapped and really untalked about is what did you do in the meantime? Like you still had clients, you still had some projects that you were working on and you were still what it sounds like is researching how to answer this question and how to fulfill these new standards that you now had. So how did you how did you manage that? What happened to those clients? What did your daily life look like during those times? Oh, it was <laughs> dramatically different. <laughs> I quit the clients because that didn't fit my values anymore. And I literally sat at my computer sometimes 24 hours straight, sometimes more than 24 hours. I wasn't sleeping. Uh, I was working just nonstop. And there was really not anybody to learn from then. So it was all trial and error. It was, you know, try this. Oh, that's not working. Okay, go back to this. I set my first goal to make $33 a day. It took me a couple of months to hit that. Then I raised that goal to $66 a day. It took me another month to hit that. My first goal was to make $33 a day so that I would have my rent and everything else covered. So it didn't take me that long. And I was so determined, so beyond determined that I just knew I was going to do it. And there wasn't a doubt in my head that I was going to make this work. So that was, that was also something that empowered me to be able to just cancel my clients and try something different. So let's get in behind the scenes there. How were you actually going to make $33 a day? Like, what did you start toying with that you realized, okay, this is working? You know, what did your blog look like at that time? What were you doing? What did your business model look like in the very, very beginning? Like I said, I couldn't really use WordPress completely because it was so unstable. So what I would do is I'd use WordPress, but I'd also use like basic HTML pages. And I'd link them back and forth. If there was a page that I knew I needed up all the time that I couldn't afford for it to be down, I would just make sure that, that page was static and, you know, used on HTML. And then I'd link everything back and forth. I basically just did whatever I had to do to make sure that that traffic was coming in and seeing pages instead of, you know, occasional server errors or, you know, database errors or whatever at that time was going on. And then I just started plugging away. If I found something that made a few dollars, I'd go, okay, this is working. If it can make a few dollars, it can make hundreds of dollars. And I just keep going in that direction. The strategy that you were using to kind of generate that first initial revenue was Google AdSense, right? Yeah, yeah. I preferred AdSense. I, I used Amazon as well. And Amazon at the time did really well for me. Um, I also used a few little independent um, advertising networks. And in the end, though, I just preferred AdSense. Now, in order for that stuff to actually make money, you really had to have people coming to your website. So what strategies did you use in the beginning? And we're definitely going to get into kind of more advanced and what it looks like now. But in the very beginning, what strategies did you use to actually generate the traffic coming to your website? The, the majority of, of what I found worked honestly wasn't a strategy. It was the mentality that I was using for the strategies that I was implementing. So I came down to a few things that I just knew and I figured out very quickly that worked. And one of them was just meeting their needs, making sure that I was providing what they were looking for before I was providing something that they needed. Yeah, I was really getting into their heads and saying, you know what, they're looking for this. They need or they want this. They're searching for this. So I'm going to give them that. Then there's other things that they're not aware of yet. So, you know, those are needs. I'm going to give them those too, but I'm going to give them what they want first because that's what they really are here for. 
So it was really getting into the, the mind of my readers and just focusing on that and then just asking myself, okay, now how can I provide this for them in the best possible way? Sometimes that was meant, you know, a code change. Sometimes that meant a plugin. Sometimes that meant adding a whole new database for something. It just, it varied. And to this day, I've, I do the same thing. It just varies according to every topic, every subject, every every post, every blog post that I put out there. This, I give the same attention to it. So walk us through your growth a little bit there. So after a couple of months, you were making $33 a day on these advertisements on your blog. You were building up your content. You were kind of like psychoanalyzing your potential reader and, and trying to put there on the blog what they were actually looking for, what they wanted. Very, very smart. What was the progression of the buildup of your blog? The first few months, I hit that $33 mark. And then I hit that $66 mark about a month later. And then another month, I hit about $99. I was working so much and so hard, and uh, I think an average day at the time was about 20 hours. I'd sleep for a couple hours and just get right back up. I just couldn't sleep. I couldn't. I, <laughs> my friends would just beg me to come out for dinner or lunch or something, and I just was like, no, I'm not, I'm not leaving until I figure this out, until I have you know, more than the 17 people that I started with that first week. I think I had like 17 people that first week, maybe 13, but I was so determined and, you know, I was working so much that I was just about crippled on my hands by the end of that six months. Um, I don't remember how much I was making at that exact six months, but it was, I was doing pretty well. I was making beyond the $100 mark a, a day. And, but I had gotten to the point where my wrists were hurting so bad that I was wrapping them in ACE bandages and taking Advil every few hours. And my wrists and my forearms, my palms, everything were bruised just purple, blue, black, I mean, every color you could imagine. And by that end of that six months, it's as funny as that ended up turning out to be just a, such a huge gift because the end of that six months, I could not move my wrist. I mean, I would try to pick up a glass and I would just have tears rolling down my eyes. It didn't matter how much aspirin, Advil I took. It didn't matter how many times I wrapped them with these bandages. And I just stopped and I thought, all right, you know what? I'm doing a really great job of meeting my reader's needs obviously not doing a very good job of meeting my own needs. So I'm going to adjust my initial things that I wanted. And I thought, all right, what do I want? Ask myself that question again. What do I want? I thought, I want to be able to work for three months, maybe four, and then be off for three or four months. I want, but I never want to have to work more than once every three or four months. So I timed it out like that, and I thought, all right, I'm going to meet my needs while I'm still meeting my reader's needs. What I did was I just started implementing automation on everything. I refused to implement any strategy that made me have to work more than once every three or four months. And I thought that would be great, too, because, you know, I want to go travel. I don't want to have to travel and go see Dubai and have to actually work while I'm there. <laughs> I want to be able to go and spend, you know, a few months and be able to enjoy myself without having to run back to my computer every few minutes. So um, that's basically what I started thinking on that was just how can I automate, just constantly asking myself that question, how can I automate this, how can I automate this? That turned out to be not only how can I automate it, how can I automate this to be on a snowball effect where my earnings, my readership, everything was still growing even though I was stepping back and working less. That's what I wanted to position it as. So even when I would take time off, everything was still going up. 
everything was still becoming better on its own. So the question here, and your answer to this question is, I think, something that all of us business owners really want to know. How do you automate in a way that truly gives you the type of freedom that you're looking for and still not only maintains you know, the money's coming in in order to maintain the business, but actually makes it grow exponentially because it's there and it's very real. So can you walk us through some of those steps that you took? Like, how did you, did you get help? How did you find that help? Um, You know, how did you train them? How did you make sure that they're doing the right things? Like, can you walk us through actually the realities of, of how you automated? Well, it's different for every website that I do. And it's different for every business out there. It's different, you know, it's, it's really behind, it's the psychology of it that's behind it that makes it easy. I think, honestly, we make it more difficult than it needs to be. Because if I were to actually say, well, do this, this, and that, you know, get this plug-in, get this, well, that's not necessarily going to work for every readership. So my basic approach to every different topic, every different website, every different, you know, person that I'm, I'm coaching or helping is to follow the psychology, the basic psychology needs of people. So I, I go by uh, Maslow's six human needs. So I basically go down the six human needs of, uh, well, I'll give you my hierarchy. My number one is uh, contribution, where I'm very big on helping others. My number two is growth. I'm very big on asking myself, you know, what's the lesson in this? What can I learn from this? How can I take the gift in this uh, and use it to help others? Very good questions for me that I ask on a consistent basis. Uh, my number three is love and connection, where I'm very social. Probably one of the most social people you'll ever meet. Biggest social butterfly ever since I was, you know, a little girl. My number four is uh, variety. I never do the same workout, you know, twice in a row. I never eat the same food, you know, several times a week. I, I just don't. I'm not like that. Um, my next one is uh, significance, where the need to feel special. The need to feel, like, for me, I get that a lot from contributing, making a difference in the world really makes me feel like I'm making it, you know, something, doing something special myself. And my last one is certainty, which is a great thing to have on the bottom because that means I can go anywhere, you know, book a flight last minute and not know where I'm going to be the next day, not know where I'm going to stay the next night. <laughs> it's a really great thing to have and not have to, you know, be so tightly wound. I'm pretty relaxed about everything. Just, just go with the flow. So I asked myself those questions about or what the hierarchy is about the readers that I have. And a big one, a huge one for my biggest site is, is since it's health industry, huge one for that is love and connection. So now that's my number one that I'm always looking for, different ways to meet that need in my readers. A few others would be variety. Of course, I, I try to meet their, their need for variety in different ways by offering a lot of different topics, a lot of different op- options for things to do in there. And then another one, even the need to feel special. I, I give them a community to be a part of, to, to know that they're making a difference for others as well. Things like that. And then, you know, Tony Robbins says if you meet at least three of those needs, you know, you've got raving fans. And I always joke that I say, I don't just have raving fans. I've got love slaves. <laughs> because <laughs> I do such an amazing, yeah, I really do such an amazing job on meeting all of those needs as much as possible that my readers love me. They're always coming back to the site. And if I don't even send them, you know, an email, a newsletter, something, I actually get emails saying, where's the newsletter this month? So they actually want, I'm like, really? You want me to, (laughs) you want another email in your mailbox? And I'm just amazed at that still, but that's the kind of readership that I've built up. So I really focus on things like that. And one of the biggest ones for me for meeting love and connection uh, was putting forums into my sites. 
And that doesn't meet, you know, the needs for every type of readership. So we really have to ask yourself, how can I meet the needs of my specific readers? And that will, if you can come up with a few great options for that, sometimes it's during a contest. Sometimes it's, you know, doing uh, individualized FAQ by video. Like I've, I've come up with some really good ideas to help other people do this. And it, it's amazing the response you get when you really tailor it to what your readers want rather than just following a, you know, a set system that, that you've been told will work for no matter, you know, no matter what. <laughs> that just rarely works. So that's, that's usually what I do. And I, I think the, the first, no, I know, the first month that I put in forums, that was the difference between me making 20000 a month to 40000 a month in one month. So that's the kind of impact you can have by just meeting that need, by providing, you know, something that meets that, especially love and connection. Um, if you can meet that need, you can really make a difference and they'll see the response, whether it's in money or whether it's just in traffic or whether it's just in comments. It's just amazing. You'll, you'll see some kind of a measured response and it'll, it'll be really useful for you in the future if you can keep it going long term. You know, I would imagine that even the way that you look at and approach your systemization for each of your niches or each of your websites really has to do with, once again, the psychology of the person coming to your website, right? Um, you know, I'm pretty laid back about it. Once everything's kind of set on, auto, on autopilot, I just kind of let it go. Um, I have one full-time person that works for me, and he manages my forums, my server. He's my server administrator. Uh, he does all of my coding for me if I want something changed. But most of the time, I'm just like, you know what, let it be. Just If it's already, you know, growing, it's getting better, let's just let it go. Let it ride. So I really try not to micromanage or anything like that. I just let it go. I think that's really interesting because I think especially those of us who maybe are not bloggers, like I'm not a blogger, but um, I think of it as such a hard thing to do, you know, and what you're talking about is really just creating really great value, then creating a community and letting that community continue to sort of build up the community, right? And and you just kind of stepping back and watching it grow and being able to manage it if and when you need to. So I think that's incredible. I haven't really heard that strategy as far as just blogging goes. Yeah, absolutely. I think that and even just um, creating a comment community, I think that's a really powerful way to meet that need for love and connection. And it's not all put on you. You're helping them to meet each other's love and connection. You're helping them to be friends. You're helping them to be helpful to each other. So you're also meeting their need for significance. You're also meeting their needs. You know, as far as they're there, they're not just there to read and take that information and run away. Not the majority of the time. They're wanting more. So the more that you can provide them and on just the most high quality level, you know, as opposed to if they come to your site and they see that you're after money or, you know, you, you have just some ulterior motive, they're going to recognize that they're going to feel that. And you might get sales or you might, you know, make the money from them, but you're not going to have that long-term love slave commitment that from your readers like you really want. You know, you want to, you want to really be able to feel like you've helped them, you've served the public. And at the same time, you've also helped yourself. And I would absolutely assume, and I know that it's true because I know you, that that attitude that you're taking into building your business system behind this blog is really the why the the revenues are flowing in. So can you talk a little bit about how you're actually monetizing the blog? I mean, obvi- the obvious answer is, first and foremost, you really need to have this attitude of satisfying the needs of, of the people who are coming. What are the realities of how you're actually monetizing that? Well, again, it's very different for everybody, for every different type of site, every different type of internet 
business, every type of internet entrepreneur, what might work for me might not work for others, but just for my personal experience, I prefer ads. I prefer AdSense. I have a great relationship with Google. Um, I have, you know, my own team with them and everything because I've, I've had such a huge traffic response for so long that I have a great team with them and they help me a lot. But also just because it gives you so much freedom. Uh, you don't have to negotiate with your direct, you know, direct advertisers and all that, which that's kind of where you get to the other side. If you really want it to work and you want that you, you know, you want to make a little more money, which I'm starting to switch over to a little bit, is going with direct advertising. And direct advertising, you're going to make a lot more money, obviously, because you're cutting out the middle guy. You're not sharing as much revenue. So that's my number one way to to monetize is through advertising. But then again, some people might find that their topic or their subject that they're covering has a little more commercial intent. So in that case, I would suggest doing an affiliate program or having your own product or maybe even a membership site. I kind of approach it on that too, and I'll do that with individual blog posts. Where I, pr- I prefer not to do affiliate programs as much as possible because you've got to kind of keep up those links. You've got to make sure that those links are always still active. You never know what's going to happen 10 years down the road where you've got to go back in and you know change all of those links. And then you've got to also update the deals, the, the seasonal deals, the trends. And I just prefer not to have to do that. I used to use, like I said before, I used to use Amazon quite a bit. And Unfortunately, they've, they went from making thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for me a month to making pretty much nothing. So I just opted to not play with them anymore. Wow. <laughs> they changed, they, yeah, they changed some of their terms, and it really wasn't on the positive side for the publishers. So I was a little disappointed in that, but it must be working for them on some level. I think with certain products that they're, they're better with. But for me, there's a lot easier ways to make a lot more money. Once you really got the systemization down, what did you do then? Oh, you mean in life? <laughs> I had a good time. That's what I did. When I hit that six-figure a month mark, my first month, I was like, oh, my gosh, like this coming check is going to actually be six figures. I decided I was going to go on vacation for a year. I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a year, and I'm going to go travel the world. I'm going to do whatever I want, travel wherever I want, spend as much money as I want. I'm just going to go and enjoy myself for a year. And unfortunately that year turned into about four years. <laughs> <laughs> you had a good time, so, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. It's funny when people would ask me, where do you live? I'd say the Westin because I was staying at Westin's just all over the world. <laughs> a lot of time in Australia, had a blast, went to Fiji, hung out with the tribes and the, you know, the smaller islands of Fiji. Um, got to hang out with some chieftains and talk to them and went to Dubai and, and, you know, hung out in Dubai and drank warm wine and snowed indoors. It's <laughs> pretty cool. Skied indoors, sorry. <laughs> so I went to, uh, where else did I go? I went to Caymans. I went to see pyramids in Egypt. I went to the Wailing Wall in Israel and Valley of the Kings and Cayman Islands. I uh, went all over Mexico. Oh my gosh, I've been to so many places. I went to Canada to go jet skiing and to go to, you know, hang out with some friends there. And I just traveled all over now, went to London and just had a blast and stayed in, you know, luxury hotels everywhere and flew first class everywhere and, and just had just an amazing time. And the best part was like you know, getting to meet like Tony Robbins and um, giving advice for him with his blogs. And um, just the people that I met were just so extraordinary and getting to actually start traveling with all of those people. <laughs> I'm meeting other people that travel, you know, as much as I did. 
just been an amazing, amazing life. And it's honestly, it's been something that I'm like, okay, I'm ready to help other people do that now. I'm ready to help people have this lifestyle. Which really leads me to exactly kind of what you're doing now. So you've had a recent shift on, you know, what's going on with you and where you want your focus. So talk a little bit about that. Um, Yeah, it's been a huge shift. I actually, for the first time in now, wow, it's been like well over four years. I just got a home and moved back to the States, moved to L.A. I'm in a movie that's coming out on the most successful Internet entrepreneurs in the world. And that's coming out in late May. Uh, it's on living.com.com. But, um, I have that coming out. I'm working on a blogging course uh, that I just agreed to do for universities across the country and also for VAs, for um, veterans. And that'll be covered by the GI Bill, which I'm really excited about. That helps me to really make a, a change, and I'm, I'm really excited about that. So I have a lot of stuff going on. I have some book interviews. I have some interviews with CNN coming up. I have... Um, wow, I just have so much going on. But I just, you know, realize that it's it's such a, an amazing opportunity for me now to be able to step up and show people that you can have this lifestyle. It's so easy, so easy. It's totally, totally possible. And it's just, it's the way the future is coming. So I'm, I want to be the one to be able to really help people and have this mission to help people get online and make money online and create your own life. You know, Jenny, I did watch the trailer of that video of the living, it's living.com.com. So living.com yeah. all spelled out. And, yeah. um, you know, I saw the little snippet where you were talking and the the focus of the video is really all about the fact that, you know, sort of as people, we've really been trained to work hard and the harder you work, the more payout you'll get. And it's getting really frustrating for sort of that general one-sided approach to how you can really approach your life and approach your career and appro- approach what you're supposed to be doing in this world. And you came on and basically said there are so many people making so much money on the internet, doing it, providing great value. And and we're not talking your five-figure, your high five-figure income. We're talking six figures, seven figures, more and more money, just exponential money being able to, to come in because the value you're providing is equal to that. So can you talk a little bit about kind of what that mentality is for you? Because you surround yourself by so many of these other folks who are big time players in the internet space and who are making major, major figures in this internet space. So can you talk a little bit about what that mentality is? Absolutely. You know, it's, it's interesting that I found that the most successful of us, you know, and there's not very many seven-figure bloggers out there like myself, but even the six-figure bloggers or the um, the more successful uh, general internet entrepreneurs, um, like my friend Peter Wen, who's also in the movie, uh, Mark Ensign, these are all internet entrepreneurs that are just doing exceptionally well. I've found that we are all thinking kind of the same thing. It's my basic principle of, you know, it's an 80-20 rule serve first, 20% is about the monetization and the the technical side, about that other part. All of us are so contribution-driven. It's amazing to me because I start talking to them and I'm thinking, you know, they might not think the same way or they might think, like, you know, all about the money. And you do come across some of those, but I see those, those ones that I meet, those individuals that I meet, they tend to be struggling a lot more and they're certainly working a lot more and they're Usually their ethics might be, you know, a little bit different. Most of the time they're still good guys, but they're still are good girls, but they're still working really hard and making it, it seems like making it more difficult than it needs to be. I just spoke for a speaking empire down in San Diego 
and it was interesting that one person said something about, well, I believe that you have to work hard to make money. And I was like, that's just crazy to me. Like, <laughs> what do you mean you have to work hard to make money? I'm like, no, I'm like, money grows on trees. It literally grows on trees. Money is paper. <laughs> money is just such a simple thing to bring into your life. And of course you don't have to work hard. You just have to work smarter. You just have to you know, adjust your mentality a little bit, your psychology a little bit, and everything will just come so much easier. And I think that that's something that a lot of the most successful internet entrepreneurs are, you know, are, are already living in that state. So I think that's something that once you wrap your head around it, it just kind of puts you in that right flow state and everything just kind of comes naturally without effort. I absolutely love that attitude and that mentality, and I'm I'm 100% there with you. You obviously, you know, this has been a journey for you to sort of get to that mentality and, and to that space, and you sort of have had to go through this learning gauntlet in order to understand that and truly embody that. Can you recommend steps that people can take in order to help them along that journey to get to that mentality to where they're truly believing and, you know, living that money just flows in, you know, money just flows in business, just, you know, business is easy, business happens. And, you know, you don't have to put in hard work. You just put in smart work. Like what helped you? What actual things, what books did you read? What events did you participate in? What, you know, who did you talk to? What things have you done along your journey that has helped you to really have that attitude? My number one, honestly, is read more blogs and talk to bloggers and, and like, just really kind of put yourself in that community. Don't just go to a, a blog to just, you know, drop a comment to get a link back or anything like that, but really engage, really get to know your fellow bloggers in that industry because we all are here to help each other. And I think that there's something about that. We, we really learned so much more from learning or reading from other people's blogs. I still do. I, I read other people's blogs and I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And it might not even be somebody that's, you know, making a lot of money or anything like that, but it's these tiny little bits of knowledge that really trigger things in us that we're like, oh my gosh, this would totally work for me. And this really inspired me to do this. Or, you know, it's just something that grows into something so much bigger than myself. It's just amazing. So that's been something that's really helpful for me. Um, I'm also very big into self-development industry or you know, going to like Tony Robbins events, who I absolutely love his pieces, such a great guy. Anything motivational like that, I, I love. I think that just feeds my soul. And I, I think it does that for a lot of people as well. And I have a, a, like I said before, I have a blogging course that's coming out, but I'm also going to offer a lot of free training stuff on brilliantetc.com and uh, just offer a lot of resources that I hope will be very helpful. Talk a little bit about what you have going on now, you know, in that space. So talk, what what is it going to offer? What is it all about? What is your contribution there? I'm, like I said, I'm working on the blogging course that this will be. The first one I'm doing is for uh, universities across the country, um, along with Peter Wenz, who's already being taught in universities such as Stanford and all those. Uh, so this will be a kind of an expanded version of that where I'm going to really focus on a mission of just helping people to adapt to learning how to make money or how to be an entrepreneur on the internet. Not just blogging, but I really want to focus on the the opportunities that are available there and just helping people to shift over to to the world on the web to making money and being in business on the internet. So I'm really excited about that, actually. 
Jenny, what advice would you give to any of our listeners who are interested in starting a blog or are already having a blog and, you know, want to experience more success in it? What advice would you give them? That is a great question. I get asked that a lot. So here's my, my few principles that have worked for me that I've kind of narrowed everything that I've done down to this. Number one, always, always, always serve first. No matter what, serve first. Come from that place of heart and everything else will just kind of flow. People will feel it. They'll just know. They'll know that you're genuine. They'll know you're authentic. And they'll be back. They'll be back for more. So, you know, if you're always coming from that space, you're you're golden. You're always going to be doing the right thing. Number two, and this is the most important one, is just know that there's always a way. Be persistent and know that there's always a way. When something comes up and it's, you know, an opportunity that you can't pass up, just know that there probably is a way you can pass it up, but there's probably a better way that you can make it work on your terms anyway. So if something comes up and it's an obstacle and you think, well, I really want to do this or this is a great idea, but it won't work for me. Yes, it will. So I had a girl, and one of, one of the times I was speaking, she um, asked during the FAQ, just ask me a real quick question. Do you know if there's a way that you can blah, 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 blah? And I said, yes, there is. I don't know what it is, but yes, there is definitely a way. There's always a way. So no matter what obstacle comes up, just know that there is always a way to make it work on your terms and don't give up. Just keep pushing forward. If it's something that's come up and you can't think of a way to make it work right now, set it aside for a little bit and come back to it because you'll figure it out. You just have to give yourself that space to let it go and it'll come in in a flow time. It'll come in just the right amount of time. And my my last one is to uh, just be really persistent. Don't give up no matter what and don't sacrifice whatever it is you've decided you want. Ask yourself that question. What do you want? How do you want to make this work for you? What terms do you want? What life do you want? And then just never go back on that. If somebody comes up and offers you a million dollars, for some opportunity, you know what, don't, don't stray from what you want. If it won't give you what you've already decided, then you need to move on. I really want to conclude this interview by asking you, what is your vision for the future? What do you see? I see a world where we are transitioning into an internet era. I see now where everybody's talking about the recession and they're talking about how the jobs are going away and we're in a you know, in one of the world's worst recessions. And I just don't see it that way. I think that we're just transitioning. I think we're evolving into a global economy and it's time for us to step differently. You know, it's time for us to try something different. And rather than trying to stay in the job industry where jobs are, you know, being, we're being laid off and there's less jobs and we're being outsourced to India or wherever, I think it's time to make a shift and think, you know what? Those jobs are going there, but there's more opportunity here than there's ever been. And it's because it's on the internet. Jenny, I really, really want to thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. You know, I, I should have known to expect this, but what I love and is so refreshing about your story is that it's so philosophical and, you know, you can teach all the how to's in the world about how to blog, but if you don't have that philosophy and the attitude and the energy behind it that, you know, is moving in the positive direction and really setting you up for success, then none of those to do's are really going to equate to too much. So I really thank you so much for giving us such great insight to that attitude and that philosophy with which you run your businesses and how you run your life. And, and I just couldn't be happier that you're here sharing 
sharing your story with everyone. So thank you so much. Well, thank you too. I, I really am honored and I, I really appreciate the opportunity to reach out to others as well. I hope that you enjoyed that conversation with Jenny and I hope that you really connected with her story. You can read the full show notes at bizwomenrock.com forward slash 26. Now, there is nothing in this world that makes me happier than hearing from you. I absolutely love when you send me an email or when you contact me through the website and you let me know how you like these interviews, if there's somebody else that you want to hear, if there's something that really stuck out to you and really shifted how you think about something. I absolutely love hearing that. If you have a question about this community... I would love to hear from you. So go to bizwomenrock.com and feel free to reach out to me there. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time and I'll see you on the next episode.